Welcome back to Trending in Education. It is our 100th episode of our Trending in Education podcast released on Tuesdays, and we are so happy to be with you. It's Dan Strafford, Michael Palmer, Brandon Jones along with you. And Mike, we've made it. You made mention very early on about pod fading. Yeah. We've hit our 100th episode. There has been no pod fade. One, can you explain what a pod fade is? And two, we've made it to 100th episode. I think we're going strong here, Mike. Yes. Well, let me, ask, let me, let me uh, respond to your second part first. Sure. We made the big hundo, guys. Hundo. That's nice. Happy hundo. Yeah. You know, a hundred is uh is nothing to to shake a stick at. It's nothing to uh to sneeze at. It's yeah. uh it's it's a good number. And uh we like if you were to come up with a nice little antonyms question, uh which no longer uh, exists, but they were fun when they they're they're out there. You look them up, vocabulary question. If you were to say pod fading, you need an antonym trending in education there you would go be the correct answer so a pod feed is when you're like oh, it'd be nice to do a podcast and you do three or four maybe six or eight and then you're like you know what i got other things to do i'm gonna stop we had other things to do but, but we, we didn't, didn't stop we didn't stop and uh and yeah and uh, and honestly uh you know our listeners are they're out there uh thank you for listening and uh yeah we're gonna try to amble down memory lane i don't know what are we, are we strolling down memory lane what are we doing we're perambulating in some yeah, way i mean i think it depends we're taking a little constitutional it depends yeah. on the sort of the speed and gait but i think at whatever pace like yeah. it's, there's memory lane memory lane is going to be involved it is we look back did that answer your question uh daniel it did. In fact, we look back to uh, 2016 when we launched and uh, have had 100 episodes since. And you may mention of the listeners, we've also, Brandon, had some great guests uh, across the, the life of trending in education. Um, does one or many stand out for you as you look back across the, the teachers, uh, the instructors, the educators that we've had on thus far? Yeah, I don't know that one stands out. I think it's more that for a while, it was just the three of us. Yes. <laughs> Remember, we were like, yeah. Here are the things we think are interesting. We definitely didn't have a hundred episodes in us. Mm. And we were like, you know what? We should get other people who have interesting takes or interesting voices or interesting points of view. And, and I think that's made the show better. Mm. Um, you know, I, I have been occasionally a, a listener only, not even a host when, you know, either you've interviewed someone or had someone else on, on instead. And I think that's been great. Um, so I, I think, um, uh, not a single person, but the trend of us having more different voices on this show, I think is a good one. And I think as we think about what our next hundred episodes are going to be, I would guess there'll be more different representation than even we've had in the hundred episodes or 99 episodes up until this one. Absolutely. And Brandon, one episode that uh, you did not make this year was the Mary Meeker Report. She's become a, a big part of trending in education. I know we may mention last podcast uh, that uh, you had, in fact, uh, digested and, and uh, enjoyed reading the 2018 Internet Trends Report. Anything from Mary Meeker, anything from the, the Trends Report uh, over time that stands out to you, you want to share here or ready to move on to a new topic? Yeah, I think it's just the scope and scale of it. Um, you know, I, I think I've referenced this a couple times, but... Um, you know, it's, uh, it's everywhere and it's everything to increasingly everybody. Uh, and those are maybe a little exaggerated in, in um, degree, but, but not by much. I mean, there's uh, the, the, the number of teens who report they're on their devices constantly. Mm -hmm. And I think constantly doesn't mean often. I think it means constantly. Mm -hmm. um, the number of people worldwide who have access to an internet-enabled device. 
the number of, um, I've, I've referenced this one before, but the billion educational YouTube videos watched uh, every day, Dan learning to tie his shoes. Uh, you know, like all, all of those are just the scope and scale um, to me suggests a couple things. One, that this is a platform, um, you know, the, the, the combination of devices and access is uh, itself a platform for all sorts of, of change. Uh, and I think that the, that change is going to be in the, you know, the kind of societal change that can come from the content that's shared that way. Um, and then it can also be the sort of, I think that there's some literature out there about this, but the physiological changes that, that we'll experience as a, as a human race mm -hmm. uh, as a result. So um, that, that's to, to me, if I was trying to boil a 280 some slide uh, deck down into one pithy line of commentary, uh, that's, that's what it would be. What do you call a long deck that's like a page turner? Is it like a, it's a slide clicker? Like that's one slide clicker of a 300 slide deck. Yeah, you're like looking for the analog to page turner, Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a real slide clicker. That's quite a slide clicker. So for those of you who like slide clickers and haven't made it to the Mika report. Uh, that's pretty good. It's pretty good. I, I think there might be even a better one out there, but I think extemporized one. slide yeah, clicker is pretty bad, good. Not bad, not bad. And, uh, and uh, Melissa ably filled in. She sure did, you know. Yeah. So Melissa Griffith, uh, shout out to her, one of she our one of our guests, uh, providing the uh, the 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 analysis there. Um, while we're riffing a little, uh, the in addition to the Mika report uh, on the near horizon, I believe is the 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 hallowed Gartner hype cycle. The Get Gar ready, Gartner hype cycle is dropping it's August, right? Within with like within like a month or so, About and. That's another thing that, so as the show's evolved, like I think we've kind of come into our own around uh, providing analysis on these sort of key reports that come out every year. And the Mika report drops in around Memorial Day, end of May, beginning of June. We, we got something out quick there. Uh, we're gonna do something like that with the Gartner report um, uh, on, the, on the trend cycle. And uh, I did drop a little knowledge uh, with uh, Lev K there too about the Edelman trust barometer. So, uh, so at least those three, uh, I think are really interesting for us. Uh, I don't know if you guys have specific takes, uh, on, on, uh, on those as well with them on the horizon. And then we'd love to hear, uh, from our listeners around what are the other key reports that everyone's really excited about or the key conferences. We've also done, uh, South by Southwest and, uh, uh, CES, but, uh, but yeah, I think our, our goal just to, to, to put Please. a rider on that is yeah. to have enough things that happen annually mm -hmm. that we never need to do anything new. <laughs> right. So like you've just, you've just named six or seven. I think if we had more like 52, then yes. every week we could just do something we've done before. It'll be perfect. Like, in fact, this episode is a perfect advertisement yes. for how we plan to not do anything new. Yes. You know, we're just going to, we're just going to refresh yes. the, the stuff we've done before. So right. if, if you're still listening, that's great. Yes. Thank you for your service. And if you haven't listened yet, how do you even know? Right. Right. Like, I mean, you, you could be listening to this, I suppose, historically, and then you will have found out that what we have done, we were planning to do. So it's like, it's all, it's great for everybody. Yeah, and if it's your first time listening, uh, then you're hearing, maybe you're hearing for the first time about the Mika report or, right. or about the Gartner hype cycle or about the Edelman training. You'll we'll hear about them again. You'll hear about them again and you'll also, and that's also been, I think a nice win on the show 
thus far is like, I think we've done a nice job curating some content. Um, and uh, I think we're talking about maybe reaching out to uh, reporters a little more as well. So like, I remember we talked uh, a few times about Claudio Sanchez from NPR, some of his, uh, his educational predictions. Um, I think more and more, we'd love to not just curate an article, but also get a take from from the journalist or the, the, the commentator who actually uh, put some predictions or was reporting on on some news. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I, uh, my, so yes, we are going to do that. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned for that. Right. Um, but my like my, my joking about how I want to have 52 things so I can just show up and do the same thing as a, a year, I did a, a year ago. Yeah. Aside, I, I actually think that's part of that, that there's value in that. Like when for we sure. talk about the Gartner hype cycle, for the third time this mm -hmm. fall, mm -hmm. um, this late summer, uh, I think we'll be able to add more context on top of it for having done it two previous times. So it's actually, as a show, we're trying to look and talk about trends. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually, that's really important that we do look at some of the same things over a period of years mm -hmm. so we can you know, share our take on from having been through it a couple of times, share our take on how that, that trend is trending. Sure. The only counterpoint is Black Panther only drops once every so often, although maybe sequels. Will so drop. good. Sure. Yeah. Dan finally. So saw good. It. Oh, you saw it, Dan. I did. Were you spoiled? Um, I didn't mind being spoiled. It was, it was a, a fine, fine film. I really enjoyed it. Um, so much to digest. I want to watch it a second time, but uh, it was great. It was yeah, absolutely I mean, great. And, uh, you know, in the midst of a segue here, uh, we went from the reports to uh, pop culture. We sure did. And, like, what other podcast out there is covering both the Mika Report and Game of Thrones, uh, maybe, maybe more than all of these things, and uh, the Gartner Hype Cycle yeah. and, and Black Panther and Stranger Things. And what other podcast is self-congratulatory? Because <laughs> hey, if you can find if, another one. If they're not, they should be. Right. Funny. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So what else pop culture? Well, we're going to talk Westworld, right? So that, that's uh -oh. coming. So Westworld is right in our wheelhouse, right? Yeah. If you haven't fully caught up, you got to get to watching right now. Yeah. I know the two of you have. I was my homework. I'm, I'm, I was on vacation I'm last week. I'm talking into the learn holes. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm talking, talking to our, our listeners. Our list, listeners, yes. Yeah. Because it's coming at you. Right. It's going to come at you hot. Right. And starting as soon as real soon. And it's, and it's, a, <laughs> and it's, it's got a lot of the, the sort of the thematic stuff around artificial intelligence. What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be a thing? Uh, which is a big part of uh, season two of Westworld. Um, fascinating stuff. Even, even stuff around uh, diversity and inclusion in there. Yep. Um, that philosophy too, like I, I think yes. the, the philosophy of man. We will. And, yeah. So, uh, so a bit of a tease there, but uh, but hopefully, folks are enjoying the 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 wide range of topics that we're able to to hit because because I it has been fun putting this show together from that perspective and that you know learning and education is among the most important activities that humans uh, endeavor in and frequently we treat it as sort of like a sidecar to the, the Harley Davidson of history. Uh, and uh, I think in many ways, it's its own uh, sand buggy, or I don't know where I'm going with that. But, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it, education is critical. And it's almost like a lens through which you can view just about anything in the world. And like that, to me, has been among the most rewarding parts of this show is that like, we're able to kind of venture into spaces that may be typical education, uh, journals and podcasts tend to 
shy away from. They tend to be a little uh, drier. So we're trying to keep it, uh, keep it a little juicy uh, from time to time. I think that's good. Um, speaking of, of spaces, here's a, here's a callback from, from me to an earlier show. I had, um, I went out for drinks with uh, my cousin who is a teacher who I, I have yeah. promised yes. slash threatened will get on the show. It'll yes. happen. And one of her friends, they were visiting um, New York City for a U2 concert because they're Gen Xers and mm. that's what you do when you're an ex. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, could t- I could tell you from personal experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't listen to U2. I don't <laughs> listen to either of you. You're a new millennial. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so we went out for drinks in, in uh, one of the days that they were in town. And we talked a lot about, um, they're, so they're, they're both teachers. Uh-huh. Um, uh, my cousin teaches 10th grade. Uh, she's the department chair for English and her friend teaches 12th grade AP English. And um, they asserted, which I pushed them on, but they asserted that their uh, class, they, they, they have, they've gotten a, a big grant for like a classroom of the future. Uh-huh. And they've asserted that their uh, differentiated classroom furniture is as impactful to learning in the classroom as technology in the classroom. And so they have, um, they have couches and um, hard tables and then high tops. Yeah. And they're able to move them around. The kids are able to move them around. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I thought that was interesting. I was thinking about our show actually about how we talked about sort of classroom of the future and how space matters. Yeah. And I think um, uh, that was, uh, I I was thinking as as a civilian out in the real world, I was actually thinking about our show as I was talking to these these teachers. It was was pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah, and I mean, and uh, that whole movement is tied to a lot of like the makerspace movement and the evolution of libraries and other sort of public domains into like learning environments, but also environments in which you're learning by making like yep. robotics and 3D printers and that, uh, you know, uh, shout out to our uh, Christmas uh, toys episode, which, uh, which I know got, got some love as well. But just thinking about how, um, you know, digital and physical are blending in really interesting ways today. And like, how do we think about how learning spaces are going to evolve? That'd be a great show to, to come back to, especially if we can land a, a cousin or, or, or a, an educator friend of a cousin. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, uh, we're, we're able to talk or, about or, it ourselves. Or yeah. not. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. but, but I think we should. Yeah. Do you think we also, do we put Toys R Us out of business? Do you think? Because yes. we, our, our Christmas episode or yes. our holiday episode uh-huh. for toys included many toys that were not to be found at Toys R Us. Mm-hmm. Toys weren't them, right. in fact. <laughs> yes. So I, I think we should map, Dan, let's put this in the glossary. Let's map the trending in education listenership, which yes. has, been, has been increasing. Thank you for listening. Yes. Against the um, existence of Toys R Us. Yeah. And I, I think one is going to outpace the other at a certain point. Yes. Yeah. So um, I, I, uh, I, I, I blame slash congratulate us. Yeah. And, uh, toys weren't them was, was delightful. Yeah. By thank the way. you. So is so, nice Joffrey, is, Joffrey yeah. is he out of, is he out of work little, little like, to RoboCon, like well, on I'm, the street? I see right there with you. Cause I was but, saying we, we got it. We got to hit uh to RoboCon. Yeah. Dan, you got a finger up there. I, I do. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joffrey was apparently offered a Start, job at the San Antonio Zoo. Real quick, it was Dan's index finger. It was. Okay, please continue. Yeah, uh, Joffrey was offered a job at the San Antonio Zoo as their mascot. So the San Antonio Zoo is looking out for 
the former mascot of Toys R Us and hoping. Okay, now so I have to add, we we're gonna come back to Terobocon. We're gonna come back to where we were on the same. He's still there for us. But Dan's finger requires more attention. Yes. Here's the question, Dan. Mm -hmm. The cartoon giraffe Mm -hmm. was offered a job at San Antonio. That that is how it read, yes. That's incredible. I good good on you, San Antonio. There's gotta be a mascot suit involved right i mean you're talking about a zoo right. with what about kids? The, the human and there are multiples of them right yeah i would I assume think. it's much like ronald i'm sorry to break this news much like ronald mcdonald around the country uh not not the same person so i don't know if you're employing all of the joffreys across the country at the san antonio zoo but i, I think, think that, i think joffrey could go bigger i'm just saying as as it's a giraffe if, it should <laughs> go taller right for sure but like as you know, if Joffrey's looking for representation, I just feel like there's got to be a minor league team somewhere who could also use a giraffe. I mean, I feel like he could license his likeness all over the place. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's Joffrey. Uh, did we have more on Joffrey? No, I just think if, if he were looking for someone to write him a letter of recommendation, he could find a robotic arm. <laughs> exactly. So let, let's, let's bring it back to, to Robocon because like, to Robocon, for those of you who haven't listened to it, is probably, it's definitely among Brandon's and my favorite episodes ever because the story of Terobicon is is amazing for people who uh, live and breathe tests and test prep. Uh, it's still a pretty amazing story anyway. So this was a, a Japanese robot that was designed uh, specifically to pass an entrance exam into Todai University in Tokyo, the, the most prestigious university in Japan, and uh, continue to prep, continue to iterate for years, and never, uh, never quite got in to the point that I believe in 2016 or thereabouts, he was uh, retired from that endeavor. And uh, I was looking for more news on Terobokan. He's kind of gone off the grid to some extent. I haven't seen a lot of... A lot of hits about Terobicon, but uh, but he's like, making Camrys. I'm telling you, he went he went to the Camry factory. But it, but I mean, is making a car like as useful as couldn't he? Do, no, do, it's worse. Sorry, Camry makers but, and Camry drivers. But, but but couldn't he do the Joffrey play? Couldn't couldn't we be licensing Terobicon uh, as like an a goodwill ambassador yes. for the future of robotics? Had we been there for Terobicon in his moment of need before right. he was just consigned to the factory floor? Yes, we could have gotten in there. We we talked about the the, the manga. manga. We, we could have gotten in there. There could have been merch. Right. Yeah. Dan, where's our merch? I think that that's by episode 200. Let's have merch because I want to get the t- just the one arm of Terobocon yes. on like on a picture on a t-shirt. Yeah. I mean, the one arm of Terobocon is all Terobocon is. So mm-hmm. like that's a picture of the whole ro- robot. Um, I, that, that's, I want that on a t-shirt. He's probably got a little eye, right? I, thought- I think it's part of the arm. Uh, like possible. that's part yeah. of the... Like he needs to to it needs. We had a whole conversation about about gendered pronouns. Because cun is male, right? Is it? Yes. Thank you. So yeah. he, I guess, I'm using it correctly. The, well, the 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 designers call him ro- to Robocon, so they they're 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 conveying a, a masculine identity to 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 Robocon. That they they were. So I think how his, to Robocon identifies. We don't know. Whole different story. But yeah. the, I, it's all caught up in his his hand part. Is uh-huh. is his probably his eye part. Part, it's sure. his whole part, but my heart part was engaged Aww. for Terobocon. Right, that was you know you said it was one of our favorite episodes. I think it is one of my singular favorite thing of all time. It's a pretty great thing. Yeah, I, we've had good shows that were 
shows that might have been better than the Turobukun show, not that it wasn't a fantastic show, but the fact that Turobukun exists is one of the favorite things that I've personally learned. Yeah, I'm saying it's my singular favorite thing it's of pretty, all time. It's pretty up there. Yeah, yeah, it's number one up there. It'd be nice to get a guest. You know, we should we should have our wish list together. But like maybe a guest related to Turobukun on the show. Can if you make that happen, Dan? I will make that happen. All right, nice. I think that's good. I'll, I'll take yeah. that challenge on. Yeah, and uh, yeah, other guests just to rattle them off. We gave Melissa Griffith some props. Tarlin Ray recently, our yep. Generation show. That was fantastic. We'd love to talk more about generations and learning. That's where it was revealed to us that Brandon uh, was actually of a different generation than 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 we thought. Yeah, your entire life. sure was. You uh, you upgraded to millennial something. something. I regraded. Yeah, you uh, you uh, you're, identi- you're identifying differently now. You reclassified. I, yeah. I feel so much younger <laughs> and. Uh, and stereotypically less uh, reliable. Yeah. Like I, I feel I can be stereotyped in so many different ways now. It's exciting. Uh, but who else? Rohit, always a good get. Yeah. We got it. We got to get you and Rohit connected. Yeah. Uh, uh, we had Broer. Broer Saxberg. We got to get Broer back. Um, trying to th- Nancy Sanchez we talked about. Yeah. Debbie Barabiches, who uh, we're trying to line up a data science show. So, uh, so you know, the Bronx, Keisha from the Bronx was great. Esther Lee, uh, was a great correspondent before she went into an Esther direction. She moved on, but, uh, but Esther was great. We're looking to bring other folks on to your point, just to try to get, uh, get more perspectives, more, uh, more, uh, voices on the show. The, uh, the teacher's week that uh, oh we went God. through was a good one as well with, uh, Mark and, uh, Steven Anderson. You had Allison, Allison. Uh, and you had pre-K education people were very interested in. So I thought that was, uh, that was interesting. Yeah. So lots, lots of different guests that have come through and, and provided great content. Dr. Kimberly Fenn, who we talked to about sleep studies and yes. uh, studying uh, sleep in, in individuals was a good follow-up to our sleep episode. Um, but the, the Tarla Sean, Sean, Sean Swiderski uh, talking about esports and mm-hmm. uh, his sort of heroic path uh, from uh, teenage gamer into uh, halo producer for microsoft uh so yeah i just sort of rein- reinforcing uh brandon's point that you know i think the show's been getting better by getting other uh voices an opportunity to use our growing platform i would say uh i want to echo something you said when we uh, set out on this mike was not necessarily just sticking to education but also looking at the adjacencies and i think you may mention earlier about how we've been able to keep pop culture infused but it's also just looking outside of the world of education looking at topics that could influence it right could be part of it or we could talk about in context of being in a classroom or, or streaming or or online education has been a lot of fun for me to rethink how things can interplay with one another and has been fun over the 100 plus episodes with the extras we've done uh, to really yeah. see how the world works in that way. And we've been starting to do our own predictions, which is exciting. So we, we've been running the March Madness uh, action for two years. Uh, shout out to Samantha Jaklinski, who we still have to interview as the winner of our March Madness. She's, she's not interviewable. She's been, she's been like probably bunkered. She's in a bunker oh, yeah. somewhere studying for, for next uh, year. For next year. Yes. I mean, she wants to keep her pristine record alive i'm sure she yeah. was, she was she was she was rocking it and then just to clarify the winner this year was dun 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 kid solving kid solving kid solving and then kid solving was your prediction for this year brandon in like late january early it february was, yeah. you want to you want to give it a little more uh, love in that it was the winner of our march madness and it was also uh your 
no offense to strengthening, uh, but it was probably your best prediction for the year. Yeah, my better since we only had two. Thank you. Um, I demand uh, precision of language, my Palmer, as you know. Yeah, I like also just, I, I will talk about kids solving this one second, but I like that our March Madness, you're, there are two options for March Madness yeah. in terms of our reveal. Mm. is either we don't reveal it. Right. Or we reveal it in July. I think we mostly revealed it. It depends on your listen. We'll have to go back and review our our, our uh, wrap up show for March Madness. Yeah, I'm just saying like this. Just just we take into into account all points of view here, including mine. And mine is that um, we definitely didn't reveal it until right now. So, uh-huh. uh, kid solving. Um, Dan Dan is shaking his head. You can't see him. That's how we like podcasting as a medium. Um, the, uh, kid solving was, and we had this, uh, predictions, uh, episode. Yeah. One of my predictions was that, um, we would see more kid solving. So it's a portmanteau of kids and solving. So mm-hmm. it's kids solving kids problems, but also kids solving, uh, uh, the world's problems. And that, um, through a trend of, uh, more and more younger and younger people having, becoming real influencers in a lot of spaces in fashion and mm-hmm. food in sports in, you know, we talked about esports. Um, our guest had been started when he was 13, you know, there's yep. more and more kids being more and more involved in solutioning theirs and others problems. Uh, I thought that was going to be a trend and, and, you know, for under tragic circumstances uh, for through, through Parkland um, was what really made the, the kids um, sort of big news mm-hmm. this year. Although I think, that is continued and that trend, I believe, I mean, I was predicting not the tragedy would, would befall us, but I was predicting that uh, more kids would be counted on to do more things. And I think that is going to hold. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it may have gotten, you know, a spotlight from, uh, from those circumstances, but, um, you know, really uh, I'm excited to see more of, uh, of what kids can do to help us all yeah actually and kid solving was quick out the gate just getting back to that precision of language you sure it's not a a compound uh noun where it's kid plus solving you think it's kids and solving which makes it a portmanteau i'm just just want to make sure we're getting this straight that's fair i could go i could go either way on that i I think it is 2018 after all (laughs) it's fair that's fair so uh but but then uh what else what else what else we got going on dan uh, great uh, commentary thus far across all the episodes. I think one thing I did want to bring up to, to you both was about the learning style myths. Uh, we yeah. had some good feedback on that episode, one just from our discussion, but also uh, a bit of a, a comment, well, a long comment over on Facebook that I, I don't want to read the whole thing, but summarizing uh, from an instructor from Kaplan, in fact, um, who uh, Kurt is his first name, commented that while he doesn't disagree that the science is out there, that learning styles are in fact a myth, um, his point was more that each and every day he deals with students who believe they learn a specific way, that they have already gotten so far down the road that they are either you know, a kinesthetic learner like yourself, Mike, with the dance, uh, or maybe you learn uh, via text, whatever it may be. Um, I, I wonder if you, uh, Mike, wanted to start just a brief discussion around that, around the sort of self-fulfilling prophecy that teachers need to deal with with students, and does that make it more real even if science debunks the idea of learning myths? Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is it's complex. So when you talk about learning styles, it's the idea that uh, certain people learn, learn different ways and the modalities that's typically they use uh, visual, auditory, reading, and kinesthetic. And I'm arguing for olfactory, which is, which is a separate topic. But um, the idea that 
people are actually oriented to a particular style has been debunked. The idea that content can be better rendered visually is actually true. That's where we've talked about the, the picture superiority effect where like the text or audio benefits from being paired with visual content. Like that's also learning science. So like, uh, I think teasing out the distinctions there and understanding what makes for good instructional design versus what is just a, a, a bad way of thinking about learners is the, the subtle distinction that we were trying to get at on that show. And um, it's subtle enough and complex enough that I think there's always a risk that uh, people may misinterpret uh, the, the science that is out there. Um, but I think our takeaway too was that in many ways, the, the whole notion of learning styles uh, when applied to good teaching you know, meaning, you know, can you have a diversity of methods across different um, modalities or, 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 or ways of learning is just good and not doing it, can, like you don't want everything to be displayed as text. You don't want everything to be auditory uh, in nature. You wanna actually provide uh, across domains. Uh, and, uh, and then I think the interesting point in that, in that um, that feedback was that increasingly people are self-reporting that I'm, I'm of a certain generation, getting back to the generation thinking where if I can't see something, I'm not going to learn it. So you need to give me something visual to help me learn better. I think that's a, that's a genuine uh, desire that's being expressed. And regardless of whether it can be debunked or sort of dismissed in certain ways, it's something for us to be listening to uh, as educators and as teachers. So I thought, I thought that feedback was kind of touching a little bit on what you're, what you're describing. Yeah. And I thought, um, so we did get, we got specific listener feedback, which um, we asked for uh, feedback from our listeners in that episode, as we often do, we'd love to hear more from, from all of you. uh, And uh, specifically asked the question, did we convince you that um, this has been, this myth has been debunked. And the answer that we got was no. At least from that guy. Right, from, 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 from that guy. Um, but I, so one, uh, so his name is Kurt. He is, uh, he's a, an instructor at Kaplan and um, as well as doing other things with his life as everyone does. But uh, thank you, Kurt, for giving us the, the feedback. The thing that was interesting was, um, part of it was that we had shared that, were, that there were studies out there um, that uh, debunked this. There's actually sort of, you know, there's, there's literature out in it, but that we didn't fully explain the literature. I think that's, that's one of the things that as we think about our next 100 episodes, I'm interested in, in, in talking probably offline with you all about is um, how can we through, through the glossary that Dan, Dan, you will write the glossary this year, that through either the glossary or through, through actually longer form sessions on air, yep. we can go a little bit deeper because... Um, I don't know which of those is, is superior. I don't know that either of them is either necessary or sufficient, but I, I think uh, what, was, what was interesting in Kurt's feedback, which again, thank you, was um, it was counter to his intuition and it wasn't, we didn't do as complete a job of sort of walking through the literature as we, as we maybe could have in a different format or uh, had we longer time. So I think that's an interesting um, sort of next hundred episodes thing for us to grapple with too. Absolutely. And just uh, anytime we can engage with our audience, which is why the, the, the March Madness was a lot of fun where it was based on 
people's votes uh, on Twitter. And, uh, you know, we've been toying with the idea of launching a, a Slack channel where we could directly engage with our audience. Those are the types of things that you should be on the lookout for in, uh, in coming weeks. Uh, and honestly, if folks have suggestions, we'd love to listen uh, and, uh, and then maybe get a couple of listeners on the show uh, to speak with us, uh, not just to report back what they're saying, but to actually let them talk and, uh, and uh, sort of engage in the conversation. Because the good news is a lot of our listenership is educators and folks who are really passionate about learning uh, and uh, really passionate about just personal growth, I think, is another way to think about it. And um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I think we're going we're gonna to continue to grow and expand and uh, kind of build on some momentum that, that, that we've seen really in the last few months. A great cross-section in the listenership of uh, educators, also lifelong learners, people who are passionate about education, as Mike just said, and uh, looking forward to getting more uh, su subject matter experts on uh, as well. To Brandon's point, a specific article, bringing on that author, bringing on uh, the person who did the study to let them expound further on uh, what the study was about and how we can then discuss it and, and break it down to uh, for the listeners and for ourselves to better understand. Uh, Mike? And, uh, yeah, just real quick, Dan, uh, if you are a listener... Uh, we'd love it if you could, if, first off, thank you for sticking around to the end of the show. That, that's, that's our most favorite kind of listener. But, uh, but we'd love to, to, to get, get you to subscribe, get you to rate us, uh, tell a friend. Um, you know, we've got a slow build, uh, but we have a nice uh, loyal listenership that we are seeing some growth around. We'd love to see you guys uh, who care about the show, who enjoy the show, uh, to help us uh, extend, extend our reach because uh, we do think uh, the conversation that we started is going to continue to grow and evolve and uh, we'd love to get your help um, any way possible. So thanks for listening and anything you can do to, to, to drive more listeners, we would love. Absolutely. You can find us uh, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on the Google uh, podcasting app and across any podcasting app that uh, you may be using. We are there. Uh, if we're not, if you have a podcasting app that you choose and you don't see us, please let us know over on Twitter at Trending and Ed uh, and any other feedback you might have on Facebook or, or Twitter. Uh, and the glossary will expand here in the next 100 episodes to Brandon's delight as we move forward. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Brandon, any comments here before we, we uh, bid adieu to the 100th episode? It's just been fun uh, doing this with you guys and, and for, um, you know, for and with a lot of listeners out there. Um, uh, it's, it's been, uh, it's been fun. Lest you think by the way that the, that the, uh, podcast hosts talk about what's happening with their podcast in the podcast is not something that others do. Freakonomics just did it. They yeah. just had their eight, eight, 800th episode. Oh, we got them. We got them on. We're, we're tracking them down. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we we're not quite that many yet, but they yeah. just did it for their 800th episode. And so, so this is a thing that happens. We will get back to doing just that straight content that you keep on uh, showing up for uh, on our uh, next episode. But thank you and, and lots more fun to come. Plenty more to come here on Training and Education. Thanks so much for listening. You'll find us next week at uh, Tuesday, 7 a.m. drop of our normal podcast. And we should have some extras for you in the near future as well. Thanks so much for listening to Trending in Education.